and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a weekly podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a senior director with DaVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a master coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat with Mandy Hale, DaVita's chief nursing officer. Welcome, Mandy. Hi, thank you for having me. You are so welcome. It's great having you here. We're so excited to have you on the show today to talk about a very exciting and relevant topic for our world today, how to lead through uncertain times. Uh, You know, 2020 has turned out to be filled with uncertainty, and there's still more yet to come. I don't know about the two of you, but the biggest question in our household right now is, are our kids going back to school in the fall, right? So <laughs> yeah. as our leaders, uh, as leaders of so many teammates here at DaVita, why do you think it's important for leaders to lead themselves and others through uncertain times? Well, thanks for that question, Doug. Um, I think as leaders, we're actually are also navigators. So as leaders, it's our responsibility and we, we owe it to those that we lead to be able to navigate situations, both through times of certainty and uncertainty as well. Yeah. And how do you feel like it's uh, the difference? What do you think is the difference with the uncertainty? Like we, I think it's easier for us to talk about the certainty for sure. Why do you think it's so important for leaders to build that muscle around the uncertainty? Well, Grace, I think it's really important for leaders to be able to lead through uncertain times because that is when those that we lead need us so much. Mm. As leaders, We navigate all sorts of different situations and lead through many different circumstances. And during times such as we're facing right now, these times of uncertainty, we have a real opportunity as leaders to utilize the skills that we've picked up and gained along the way to really pull together an arsenal of tools and and take advantage of our knowledge and experiences. And this is really a time for us to not only lead and navigate, but to shine and inspire others. That's awesome, Mandy. I, That's I great. love that. I love that. Yeah, the lead and navigate uh, and shine together. It's it's one of the things that I've heard uh, our leaders talking about is watching our teams come together and gel and move forward. It's been it's been incredible to watch that happen. Would you be willing to tell us about a specific time at work when you had to lead yourself through uncertainty? Sure, sure I would be. Um, I think the best example that I could use that's probably most relevant is leading our teams uh, through this pandemic that we're currently facing and reflecting back on the start of the several months ago when things really started to kind of show up in full swing uh, here in the U.S. And for me as a leader, There were really a few key components that I believe were very important and instrumental to helping keep our teams very calm and confident in the care that they were delivering our patients. A couple examples of that include, I think it was really important for our leadership team, particularly our senior leadership team, to be very transparent and reachable. In addition, it was important for us to be very communicative. There's no such thing as too much communication during an uncertain time period. Yeah, Mandy, thanks for sharing that. And I, 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 
I think what I, I, I've loved hearing from our leaders during this pandemic, and it, it's certainly reassuring for me. And every time I hear them on the Voice of the Village calls, including you, Mandy, it just makes me feel more confident and it makes me feel like we can get, get through this and I feel inspired by it. And I'm also wondering um, from a leader's mind there, uh, what were you kind of going through personally? Like, you know, in order to get to that point where you could be there for others, what did you have to go through in terms of processing the emotions you were feeling in order to get to that point? Well, Grace, I'll start with my thought process in knowledge is power. And I believe that's true in just about any situation, particularly times of uncertainty. So for me personally, I was disciplined in avoiding getting caught up in, in any kind of like media-related information mm. and really focused on obtaining factual information. That brought me a feeling of calmness and confidence in what I was sharing and communicating with our teammates here at DaVita. I researched heavily information on the CDC, that's the Centers for Disease Control, I learned from the World Health Organization and read from really uh, credible sources and learned that way. So the more I know, the more I can contribute uh, value and help our teams through circumstances. So I went back to that kind of go-to process that I have mm. to learn so I can lead. Yeah, that's great. And so it sounds like uh, the way you process through it and helped your, lead yourself to lead others is in these uncertain times to try to find more certainty. So with all the uncertainty, what could you be certain about or what could you be more certain about? And and that sounds like you were able to to transfer that, that confidence and um, be able to lead with it authentically and share it with others. Thank you. Thank you. I like the way you phrase that, turning uncertainty <laughs> into certainty. That, that actually is, was, is the attempt. Yeah and, Mandy, yeah. and Mandy, I'm wondering if there were any times where even in your search for certainty, you were maybe not able to find it. And, and what, how do you navigated those points in the process where there just wasn't certainty? Well, great question, Doug. And, and that certainly did occur. I would give you a few responses to that. Um, first of all, it is not the responsibility of any one of us as individuals to have all of the answers. That is why I'll use our organization as an example. We are so blessed to be surrounded by resources, by people who have different experiences and are experts in different areas. So I heavily pulled together my resources to help support me in supporting my team. Again, I don't always know the answers, but I usually know who to go to to obtain them. Now, in this particular case, there were once in a while times that we didn't have the answers. And as a leader, again, it's important to lead your team in a very calm and confident way. And sometimes the answer is, I don't know, but let me find out, or let's look into that further. And that did happen time at times along the way where I didn't know the answer. In some cases, it was pretty easily attainable by those resources I've mentioned. But in other cases, we had to do quite a bit of research or learning uh, to, to navigate the questions that were being asked and to find those answers. So again, 
Uh, using resources was important and also being very transparent and indicating when you don't know. Yeah, I think that that is one of the most in, intimidating moments in leadership, right? Where I'm wanting to be transparent, yet I may not know the answer. And what am I going to do if I get a question I don't know the answer to? So I really like how you're acknowledging not knowing is okay. Um, and then, you know, doing the work to find the answers that you can. Yeah, I, I agree, Doug. I was just going to add that um, it takes a lot of uh, vulnerability, I think, as a leader to say, I don't know. And sometimes uh, for maybe leaders could default to their survival <laughs> instinct there and try to make up something, right? Because they want to avoid that feeling of vulnerability that they don't know. And that's not what people need. They need to hear the truth. And if the truth is that you don't know, then... Um, it takes some muscle to build to be able to be confident in saying that as a leader. So thank you for sharing that, Mandy. Um, I would like to pivot now into, we talked about work and we talked about COVID at work and how you responded. I'd love to hear about a time specifically in your personal life when you've had to lead yourself and others through uncertainty. Sure. Well, at the beginning, I believe one of you mentioned, I think it was Doug, that right now there's uncertainty in your home regarding our kids going to return to school in fall. Uh, we have that in my home too, and uh, it's in a pretty significant way. So my son actually graduated from high school. Oh, um, congratulations. This year. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. And we had assumed uh, very early on in the year, I guess at the end of last year, that he would graduate. We would have a, a ceremony, a graduation party, and then in August be sending him off to the university that he's attending where he is going for pre-med. So very excited for him about that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Proud mama there, but, huh? Um, yeah. But uh, all of a sudden, just like so many of you experienced, um, there was no school and then there was no track season, which for him was a challenge because he was expecting to possibly make it to state this year for high jump. Oh. And then there was no prom. And then there was no graduation. Mm. And we're kind of in this, this state of limbo here where we don't fully know if he's actually going to be going to school or not. So there's mm. all these complications on top of just the general I guess I would call the anxiety or fear that someone would have with moving away and going to school. So that's kind of what we're facing in our house right now. And to be, I guess, uh, kind of honest and direct here, I've kind of employed some of the same work things, the same approaches at work with my son and our family. Um, for instance, I've just told him the whole time, just remain calm. This is a situation that you don't have control over. So let's work the best mm. within the parameters that we do have. I try to keep him very positive and optimistic. So we talked about the fact that he may have his first semester of school online. And that's a very real thing that could happen. But instead of dreading that or fearing that, let's just know that it's one more semester that we get to all stay together. I jokingly shared with him one more semester where your mother will do your laundry and feed you meals three <laughs> days a week. And then, if you, and then if you do get to go to school and move in, it'll be a really pleasant surprise. And so mm. 
I think I would say I've really utilized the, tr the skill of transparency as well. I could just tell him, I think things will be fine or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But I, I need to prepare this, this young individual for the reality that uh, his, his future is probably dramatically changing. And instead of giving up or solely focusing on the, the, the loss, let's think about what we can do here. And so far, he seems to be responding quite well to that. Yeah, part of what I'm hearing you talk in there about Mandy is, um, you know, if, if we let our focus and our attention drift over and, and stay, uh, stay focused on what we don't have control over, it can just create so much anxi anxiety and fear and negative feelings where um, it's awesome. It sounds like you're able to really direct his focus to what he does have control over, which then supports him in being able to focus on what he can do to move the situation and himself forward. That's awesome. Yeah, Doug, that reminds me of the the, the ex exercise we teach at DeVita University about when these big changes happen, there's a lot of uncertainty, being able to, to have, uh, a, you know, sit down and make that list of what are all the things that you're losing, right, and be able to acknowledge it and honor that, uh, make a list of all the things that you could be gaining out of this change. And it sounds like, Mandy, that's kind of what you went through with your son. And, and then really being able to focus on what you have control over and what you don't have control over. So I love that story. And I think uh, so many people are going through the same thing, Mandy, um, as you. And I'm sure a lot of kids are going through the same thing as your son. So it's, it's going to be a process for sure. So um, with that, I, I am curious, uh, Mandy, if you have any other thoughts for us around how you have coached others to lead through uncertainty, whether, whether at work or home, um, any other suggestions for us? I do. I do have a few suggestions. So first of all, as I've said, I think it's really important to remain calm. We have a limited amount of energy. I'll, you know, some of us have way more than others, but we have a limited amount of energy that we can possibly produce just by the way of being humans. And so I'm very thoughtful about where I channel that energy and really do my best to focus my energy on the learning, on the being um, reachable to others. I focus my energy and time on thinking through things that will progress us or help us move forward. And so I think when we can properly channel our energy, it can help to some degree reduce some of that extra anxiety and allow us to feel like we're adding value. I think a uh, second piece of advice um, in general is being transparent. So in addition to channeling that energy effectively, I feel as leaders and just as as humans, it's important for us to admit when we don't know. In admitting that um, during the work that we've done here in our DeVita village during COVID-19, I'll let you know that there's actually been something that's happened multiple times that I didn't expect. And that was when sharing I don't know with the group. Sometimes a listener, maybe on a conference call or some sort of education you're providing, will reach out to you with a solution and actually solve the problem. So that's been a neat experience too, when there's been a process-related question or something has popped up and, I, and I'm just not sure about it, a listener or a teammate will actually be able to contribute and then they feel great as well. 
So mm. that transparency is very positive in multiple ways. That's really cool. It's great to feel this uh, community that we talk about come alive in those ways. Um, so cool. So uh, we're reaching the end of our episode, and, and we end all of our episodes the same way by asking our guests to share one practical tip for our listeners that they can go out and try right away. So I'm wondering, Mandy, what would be your one actionable tip to lead yourself and others through uncertainty that you would have for our listeners? Well, thank you for the opportunity to share that, Doug. This is a very tactical and, and tangible tip. Um, I've mentioned energy a few times, and I'm somebody who has a tendency to want to just jump right in or maybe talk a little bit too much too quickly sometimes. And so I've actually employed an approach before I go onto a conference call or enter a conversation where I'm going to need to share a lot of information, where I literally remind myself by kind of making this hand movement, and I, I speak a little bit to myself uh, out loud and just say, slow down. And it reminds <laughs> me before I jump on a call to really just take a deep breath so I can be a better communicator. And again, reserve that energy, not necessarily on the words that I'm using and the energy I'm bringing there, but to also um, be a very good and active listener because I've created a calmer space for myself. I love that tip. And I love um, the the actual tactical thing that you do. So thanks for sharing that. I'll have to give that a try myself. So thanks so much, Mandy, for being on the show today. Really appreciate you sharing. Thank you for the honor of joining you. That was a really insightful discussion with Mandy. And I really liked her tip at the end. Create a calm environment to better lead yourself and others through uncertainty. Completely agree, Doug. And speaking of tips, it's my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode with Akosawa and Asher about leading conversations around race. So Asher's tip was to phone a friend and talk through what you're scared about. And Akosawa's tip was to ask an uncomfortable question around race in the workplace and lead by example by honestly answering first. So great tips. And, and Doug, when, um, when this all first started with the George Floyd killing and then the pu public outrage after that, I, I did phone a friend, uh, as Asher said, and it was really helpful for me to talk to him and, uh, about kind of what I was going through and processing what he was going through. And it was just really enlightening to hear his experience and perspective. And uh, what, it, what it did for me was what, what I realized that I would never have to do with my son, that he has to do with his three sons. Uh, he is a black man, and um, and he talked about having to talk to his sons around how to not put your hands in your pockets when you walk into a store or having to sit them down and, and talk about how you have to respond if you get pulled over by the police and extra extra measures that I would never think about having to talk to my son about. And it just really helped me understand kind of his, his experience and what he what he worries about and what he has to pay attention to that I, I don't have to and that my, my son does not have to. So it was really um, just a, a powerful thing to have that conversation. I definitely encourage others to, to have similar conversations and see what you learn. Thanks for sharing that, Grace. I love how our tips uh, in these podcasts, <laughs> I don't, it, yeah, I don't know about you, but I get so much value out of us having to actually go do them and 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 put them to use. And it sounds like that was a really powerful experience for you to 
to have that conversation. And, you know, as we, as we get into this, this, uh, season, I just do want to acknowledge what we've been through this year and to share with teammates that we have a lot of resources here at DaVita to help you lead through all of the uncertainty that we're living in. Um, and one of those tools is called the life wheel assessment. And I've done this before and Grace, I know you've done it mm-hmm. as well. And it's important, right. To just take a breather, to step back and to, to look at your life and to assess how are you doing and where are the places that you have fulfillment and where are the places that you don't. So for example, right now I'm super fulfilled in my voice and personal growth, uh, in the work that I'm doing around all of that, but I'm way less fulfilled in my community and friends area. And it's been really hard not seeing teammates and friends and family outside of work. So there's a whole list of resources on the Village Strong internet page uh, to help me stay connected with people that I love and appreciate during these isolated times. So if you'd like to take a step back during all of this uncertainty and find resources to help you in all these different aspects of your life, go over to thevillagestrong.davidaway.com. Again, that website is villagestrong, all one word, dot davidaway, all one word, dot com, and you can find out more. Thanks so much for sharing that, Doug. I love our Village Strong site and I've, I've used a lot of the resources myself. Super helpful. And for our listeners, if you enjoy these podcasts, please do rate us on iTunes or click on the survey link in our show notes and tell us how we're doing. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. And uh, we look forward to seeing you next week. One for all. And all for one.